Cannes Lion in Real Life is back. And the Meaningful Media podcast headed down to Cannes to talk about meaningful media, the media that matters. We'll be joined by leadership from the Financial Times, Universal Music Group, TikTok, Vice, and more during the festival to discuss some big issues, including how brands can support minority creators, how best to protect and fund a free press, and how we can work with passionate fan communities in music and football. I'm really excited to host Gen Z historian and TikTok sensation, the inspirational Khalil Green. And we'll also be joined by Sasha Vakilina of Euronews, who'll be sharing her thoughts as a working journalist and broadcaster, including her experience reporting from the ground in Ukraine. I hope you enjoy this very special Canline episode, recorded in front of a live audience at the Havas Cafe. Okay, it's the Meaningful Media Podcast live at Cannes at the Havas Cafe. <clears throat> Everyone, thank you very much for being here for this very special live podcast recording. Today, we're going to discuss the convergence of music, sports and entertainment, a fan-fueled immersive experience. Today, live gathering, concerts and sporting events have returned following the pandemic. At the same time, immersive digital experiences propelled by the emerging metaverse are creating new ways for brands to reach consumers through virtual, in-person and hybrid events. Some are entirely new media experiences. Sport and music fans are arguably the most passionate, engaged and vocal of all fandoms, with the possible exception of gamers, with sport and music fandoms often intersecting. Creating great media experiences for brands and fans is uniquely challenging and uniquely rewarding. And as brands look to major events, like the World Cup later this year, our talk today at the Havas Cafe in Cannes will investigate this powerful convergence of music, sports, entertainment and fandom to build meaningful experiences. Joining me today, I'm delighted to welcome two industry titans to help unpack this exciting space. Olivia Robert Murphy, Executive Vice President, Universal Music Group for Brands. As Chief of Possibilities at Universal Music Group, UMG, Olivier drives partnerships around the world, leads an award-winning team of global music content and partnership experts, together across 70 markets. Wow. They provide innovative campaigns and focused insights to help local and global brands connect with their audiences and find their unique voice in culture. And Jean-Francois Pathé, Marketing Director for FIFA. Yes, that's right. We've got it, the Marketing Director for FIFA. As FIFA's Marketing Director, Jean-Francois Jayep, leads all facets of FIFA's marketing strategy and partner relationship management. He's also responsible for FIFA's brand marketing strategy, as well as FIFA's digital marketing and experiential marketing roadmap, with a focus on fostering successful collaborations, accelerating innovation, growing a deeper connection with FIFA's audience, and moving the dial on all fronts. Welcome to you both. A little bit of applause for our guests, please. Thank you. Thank you. Really exciting to have live guests here today. And on with the show. Welcome. Ben, thanks for the invitation. Hey, thank you. Really appreciate you both being here. It's going to be a blast. Let's turn first to the intersection of music mm-hmm. and sports. Okay. This is big. Why do music and sports make such a powerful combination for creativity and media? What are some of the ideal circumstances for this kind of partnership to flourish? Olivier, can we come to you first? Sure, sure. Um, well, GF, let me know if you agree, but everything we do is about the fans. Oh. The fans in the sense, so your question is totally legitimate. In our companies, it's a fandom business. And if you look at the marketing world, I strongly believe it's moved a lot from a push model to a pull model. So if I develop a bit further and I explain, you don't tell Katy Perry fans to buy a Coke. You listen to them in communities, if possible, 
And um, if, if I want a Katy Perry outfit in Metaverse, then give them that. And if you do that, I strongly believe you are true to this fandom, to this fan um, opportunities and what they want. Um, let me develop a bit further in terms of truth. A lot of brands, I should not say that, but I'm going to say, authenticity sometimes can be constructed. Um, I hate this word for years. When truth, if you give the fans what they want, you're doing the truth. Hmm. And truth will always be true. So, Jeff, maybe we can turn to you. Those are some huge words, some really insightful thoughts there. Can you unpack what that means in sport? Powerful words uh, from what you mean. Always, um, always powerful always. words. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to be a bit, maybe a bit less technical, mm. but I think what we've got in common is both music and sports in general are built around emotions and mm -hmm. passion. And I think that's the, the core of it, um, plus the live element. So taking the FIFA World Cup, in front of your eyes, you're going to have 64 matches, 64 creative moments um, that are totally unscripted. And this is, I think, the strength of both football and music. Mm -hmm. If you can combine both, it's even stronger. I think the live and unscripted element um, in both music and sport is, is critical. So this experience, it isn't scripted. It's, it's there, it's live, it's visceral, it's real, it's happening in the it's moment. It's the immediacy. Yes. You don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. Yes. A little, going to win. a little bit like this live podcast. So <coughs> hopefully not. Hopefully that's coming through. <laughs> so this sounds great, um, but there are some challenges, right? It's not always sunshine. It's not always perfect. What are the challenges? Of course there are challenges. Mm. Um, of course, it's always you have to convince partner to invest in culture. You have to define creative routes. Um, that everyone has agreed to on. You have to find the right talent to promote these creative routes. They need to agree to it. You need to create the noise. And today, that's what it is about. We're in a business of making noise mm. and uh, real noise. So all of this is, it, uh, there are challenges there every day. And every step of the process, you have challenges. But at the end of the day, I learned something over the years. It always works out at the end. Mm. A bit too last minute, but they always work out. Mm. So sunny, sunny words, and uh, you know the success of your team is testament to to that. JF, what are your thoughts? Have you got maybe some examples of, of those challenges? I prefer to focus on opportunities with this <laughs> one, Good. but um, Good. but the challenges. I mean, look, you're dealing with two major industries: yeah. you know, the, the industry of football and the industry of music. Um, and trying to merge both is not always easy. There's egos, there's different objectives sometimes, mm. um, and you're gonna have to deal with it. Um, and we're doing it on the biggest stage. So there's no room for error. Um, we can't fail, it has to work. And so that adds a level of pressure that can be difficult. But overall, again, I think the, um, the opportunities totally outweigh the, um, the potential issues. Mm. It's true, what you're saying is very true. There is a deadline. Mm. You know, sometimes deadline can be moved. Now in our business. Mm. I believe that there's a big sporting event coming up this year, the World Cup. Um, I'm excited. Who's excited for that? Yes. Um, We're on it, France. Yeah, well, yeah, let's, let's not get into it. Um, uh, maybe after. Um, it's going to be the biggest sporting event of 2022. And it's a great opportunity to see the power of music and sport coming together on the global stage. Jeff, what's the experience going to look like for fans this year? Look, I think there's a 
massive switch in strategy in, mm. in that respect. For a long time, we've um, music was just like one official song um, that we would launch a few weeks before the tournament. That's not enough. I think that's been successful, um, but we saw the end of it in in the past few years. So one of the discussions that we started having with Universal uh, Music was to say how can we build credibility and relevance ahead of the tournament um, so when we actually go into the tournament fans are like yeah absolutely it makes sense to have music at the FIFA World Cup so we've developed a number of products on digital platforms like podcasts for example short form content um, we've moved into Sonic ID um, as well which we didn't have uh, in the past so that's also fully integrated within our brand um, and then during the tournament we will have a lot more experiential um, initiatives based around music and culture. So there's a, there's a universe of experience going around. We talked about that, that live event, but there's a universe of experience before, during, and around that that you developed. Which is, which is really something that you know, also our fans expect. Mm. Um, when you're flying to the FIFA World Cup, you expect to be entertained. Yeah. And I think it's okay to be in entertainment. We're in an entertainment business. Yeah. Um, I think for, for football for a long time, has been maybe a bit too serious about it. Um, the American sports are way ahead of us in, in that respect. But FIFA is making that step. We want to become a leading force in entertainment. Yeah. And it starts with uh, our music. There's some, there's some fun here that, that really comes through, that this, this entertainment. Um, Olivier, can you talk about that? Sure. You, know, you mentioned something important, uh, GF, but you have to know that 94% of sports fans are passionate about music. Wow. Uh, when you know that, and you mentioned the word opportunity, I don't think it's, as Jeff said, it's not an opportunity anymore in the sense that it's already happening. Mm. Specifically for the, the World Cup of 2022, we just launched a month ago the first song. It's called um, Higher, Higher, Better Together, featuring three artists from three different continents, including a, a, um, a young female artist from um, Qatar called mm. um, Aisha. And 15 million views already. So, you know, for example, it's... Um, it's the first example. The second one, we have a lot more songs to come. We created a Sonic ID together, Sonic Identity for the World Cup. Mm. If you switch on any TV around the world, is being played now every every day, nearly. Um, music will have a big, big play in um, the World Cups to come. So this, you mentioned about bringing forward an artist, bringing through an artist. I think that's going to relate to our, our next question which is sports and music have become, they are cultural touchstones, uh, they make culture. Um, and there are many, they're cultural touchstones for many societal issues, including gender equality, equal pay, combating racism, LGBTQ plus rights, and more. We're gonna talk about the role of music and sports to be a force for societal good and drive meaningful change. We agreed by the way, before when we were talking, we'd take a moment here to check the fact that um, we are all uh, three white, middle-aged, cis-presenting men. Um, but we, we're doing the work. Two of them being bold. Um, <laughs> this is actually just very convincing. <laughs> well, maybe not very convincing. The, the live audience can um, give their opinion on that. Uh, but, you know, it's a really... We want to have the discussion. We're doing the work. So, um, JF and Olivier, have, uh, what are your thoughts here? How, how are those intersecting? How are we building here? Um, well, first of all, there's a lot of work to be done yeah. and we don't have all the solutions mm. and that's okay, I think. Um, as a rights holder, as a global governing body, um, it's okay to say, look, we don't have all the solutions, but we're going to contribute towards a better world. Mm -hmm. 
So I think on societal issues, um, what we're hearing from our audience is that we need to have a position. Mm. We need to have a voice. Um, the times where we could just sit back and just let things happen, those times are gone. Um, and some of our players, sports talent, uh, music talents, have that ability to just like say what they feel. I think digital and social media has been a, a mm. huge, a tremendous um, improvement for that. Um, they've become their own brand. They've got their own positions. Um, and so we, we're trying to work with some of footballers and now with uh, some music talents um, to engage in the debate. Again, we don't always have to agree, but I think having a discussion, pushing those boundaries, um, that's important. Thanks. Uh, really, really powerful words. And, and I think the, the idea of, uh, of footballers, of, of, of soccer players, of, of, of these talented individuals having a voice and being enabled is really important to change, calling for change. We, we saw a little bit of that with, uh, with Thierry Henry at the Web Summit in Lisbon. You know, fantastic, fantastic voice. And uh, it's brilliant to, to see that. And, and hopefully we can, we can help. Uh, Livio, what, what are your thoughts there? Well, the fact... The fact we have officers in 100 countries who are playing more than 100 countries is to give a chance to anyone, whatever their religion, background, culture, to be able to become a voice globally, mm. not only in their region or countries, and to share whatever belief they have mm. um, to, to the world. Mm. And uh, that's why as a company, we need, we need, we, we're very careful to promote every time. Maybe one more thing, it's because we're in Cannes, we're at the Cannes Lions. Yeah. Um, I think some of the work that we're seeing this week is very brave mm. and it's through creativity. Absolutely. Um, and that's important and that's also something that music gives us is that creativity piece um, that we can use for general entertainment but we can also use it for more serious topics. Mm. And I think the inspiration this week at Cannes has been just phenomenal. Um, some really, really big, big ideas. Olivia, how do you feel about that? You've seen at Cannes. Do you feel the same way? Well, both of us have been jury many times. Mm. I've been president of a jury. Um, every year, you see trends yeah. in Cannes Lions. You, you stop for a week and you listen. It's not only about meeting or doing parties. It's to listening to what's happening around you. And you could come out with a real idea of what's happening. It's great to hear, and because sport and, and music are so central to identity, I think that that kind of change that's coming through, and we, we are seeing it in the festival, is Agreed. is important. Again, taking a moment to to flag the fact it's not our lived experience. We are white middle aged cis presenting men, but despite it's not not it's our lived experience, we we hope we can we can do the work. So thank you both. Um, so let's unpack this topic a little bit more from a, a fan experience lens um, so sport and music so important they are culture how does the role of sports and music as these cultural touchstones influence fans and the experiences that you're creating for them yes we do a lot in this field mm. together uh, for the women's world cup in 2023 it's going to happen in australia and new zealand mm -hmm. we already created with an artist called um, kelly lee owens uh, we created a sonic identity for it. Um, she was very careful in creating a new track, a song. Um, she's talking about community, empowerment, and unity, by the way, which is the name of the track. Okay, and so um, we launched, uh, so we did that. We also launched a podcast together. It's called FIFA Sound. Um, it's about, we were matching together football celebrities from any regions, from any regions, and at the same time uh, with music artists 
also from uh, many regions around the world and many continents mixing all of this world together. The, the podcast ended up number one in US. We do a lot in this field. Yeah, so we, I mean, we, we discussed the, the, the FIFA Women's World Cup, but th- you know, this year, as you said, you know, at the end of the year, we're going to Qatar uh, for the FIFA World Cup. And one thing that is phenomenal, and again, I'm going back to the opportunity, mm. The level of talent and creativity in that region, in the Middle East, is just incredible. Yeah. Um, and we've just like scratched the surface. And I think our opportunity is the day we leave Qatar at the end of the year. Um, hopefully, some talent would have kind of surfaced and, and have a global exposure. That's also our role, it's our mission, to make sure that um, the Middle Eastern culture is better understood. Uh, globally and yeah. that's that's the real opportunity for us yeah so providing that showcase for middle eastern culture for for being a, a way to nurture talent in the region is really important correct and honestly some tracks that are going to come some of the artists that are coming um i'm sure will become global megastars yeah i can't i can't wait for this so let's turn to um immersive experiences we're going into the metaverse oh, okay um, oh, I think I think we might. We, this might be an interesting debate. There has been some fascinating innovation in both music and sports already. Universal Music have done some amazing work in this area. What do you both see in the future? Metaverse concepts, uh, concerts rather, are kind of a thing now. But uh, uh, augmented reality, uh, AR training sessions coming to soccer, a VR and AR experiences with, with teams and players coming. Talk about the metaverse. Okay. In no particular order. Mm. First, you mentioned the word metaverse. There is not one panel, one meeting I had this week in Cannes where the word wasn't mentioned. Contractually, we actually had to put it in. No, I'm uh, kidding. Exactly. So my point is, the metaverse, are we talking about the metaverse with a big M? Because if it is a case, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Yet. Um, there is a lot of metaverse with a small M. There's a lot of it. And um, it's quite exciting, actually, because it means that we are in a world where there are no rules. So creatively, you know, we are the festival of creativity. Creatively, mm. it's, qu- it's quite open bar, which is quite interesting. Um, no, seriously, we, a lot of people talk about NFTs. Every meeting I have is NFT. But NFT is a tree in the forest. The forest is web-free. Mm. And as I said, it still have uh, to be developed. What we learned from the music side is was gaming was the on-ramp of uh, the metaverse for music that I call the music verse yeah. uh, pun intended and uh, you know we, we, I, I could mention the Travis Scott on Fortnite or Ariana Grande um, outfit you could wear as on your avatar or music venues in Sandbox or, or the Spotify Island etc etc um, one thing for sure that we learn is that communities are the the one creating content mm. And um, they are the persistent factor in the metaverse, mm-hmm. these communities. And that's why it's interesting, because they, they create content, they have a lot of conversation, and ultimately they influence commerce. Mm. That's why I believe that together, all together, they're creating the culture of tomorrow. Brilliant answer. Incredible insight. I mean, where are we in the metaverse journey? You've talked about it being kind of quite a, a nascent thing there's lots of metaverses and, and they're being powered by the communities where how early are we are we are we midway are we no not even really not even um and I, and I strongly believe it's going to be the same for sports in the same way we did it gf 
<laughs> right. So I'm gonna be the shocking iconoclast on this one. Um, we would expect nothing less. Thank you. The metaverse. I think if we were to ask the audience uh, for a definition of the metaverse, we would get, I don't know, 50, 100 definitions. Most people probably would say, mm, I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, so the metaverse with a big, big M or the small M right now, I don't think it, I'm not gonna say it's not relevant. I just think that the fact, the fact that Facebook recalled themselves meta, has put that word on, on the agenda. What I do believe is that technology um, and, and digital is making an enormous difference, both in music and, and sports. So if that's what you want to call metaverse, okay, fine, why not? Um, but I think improving the experience, um, enhancing some of the, um, uh, some of our broadcast of the, uh, of the game, yeah, technology there is, has made a huge difference. But again, I'm going back to my first point, which is the live element. Mm. The live element is what makes a difference, at least for football. Mm. Um, so that's going to have to stay. How can we improve the live experience with the addition of technology and digital platforms? Um, I think we're, it, we're just scratching the surface. It's the start. And you'll see this year, um, the FIFA World Cup will be really the first truly like, technology-advanced uh, sporting event we're gonna have we're gonna announce quite some powerful stuff in the coming weeks um, so yes technology 100% metaverse uh, not so keen on that so this is really fascinating you're, you're challenging possibly quite rightly this overall definition of the metaverse as this this single unified thing and Olivier you, you spoke to that as well to rather being kind of tech-fueled media experiences we'd call them yeah correct I mean I know you can't really talk about anything you're announcing now but could you give an example of what one of those looks like yeah i mean look i mean the way um the way teams are training these days yeah. is completely different from what it was just 10 years ago um technology is everywhere i mean you've seen players wearing sensors um and during training during matches uh data is a daily kind of uh daily thing in football um you have data scientists now being part of football teams uh, we have a team a division um, that is called football innovation and it's more engineers than uh, football players um, that makes a difference it's also it challenges us to look at our sport in a different way um, it gives us opportunities with our broadcasters as well the level of broadcast is going to be completely different this mm. year and same with digital platform again it's just bringing opportunities bringing new layers of um, uh, of coverage of our tournament. So again, technology, super positive about it. It's great. Uh, and there's much more to come on this one. Can I ask you, do you think there's a, there's a difference between music and sports fans to, in terms of their expectation of, I'm sorry for using the word metaverse again. We, again, we have a contractual number of times we have to get it in for any can discussion. So you're going to hear it a few more times. Uh, do you think there's Please a... Please stop. Yeah, okay, sorry. I will stop. Um, so in, in terms of technology or this idea of, of the metaverse, sorry. Um, do you think there's a, there's a difference in expectations or perhaps how willing fans are to engage with it in, in music and, and sport fandoms or is it, is it the same? You have half of the population who are gamers yeah. in the world. Half of the world population. That tells you how much um, it's already somewhere here in terms of platforms mm. and you have a multitude of platforms I, I guarantee you every brand will have a play in metaverse the fashion industry has embraced it like no one else um, I think 60% of a consumer will be ready to buy to die an item in the in the metaverse so 
it's just a question of time, but it's going to happen fast. Mm. But everyone will have a different play, a different say, different world, different initiatives. You know. Now, I'm supposed to be subjective as the host, but I must admit I'm a metaverse maximalist. But at the same time, I do foresee a future where those live experiences and those universes of live experiences become all the more meaningful for precisely that reason. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, again, we've launched recently in April a new direct-to-consumer platform. Yeah. It's purely digital, FIFA Plus. Um, and we're going to use technology to bring even more football to people. So some of the leagues that have zero exposure, or very limited exposure um, on broadcast will be on FIFA Plus. Mm. That to me is, okay, not maybe the metaverse uh, as you guys kind of see it, but it's again bringing technology, using technology for a good cause, using technology for something that is really useful. Um, I think what we want to avoid is tech for tech, yeah, uh, or metaverse for metaverse. Um, if there's a use for it, if there's a real need and it enhances the experience, hundred percent. I mean, give a fan what they want. Exactly. Always, always be informed by the fandom. Respect the fandom, which is is what you both do so brilliantly, and why we need to to learn from you both. Thank you, thank you. And I think the the key thing for us here at Have Us Media Group is we think about media experience and, and that advice is so clear when we think about media experience. Don't let the technology interfere with the media experience. It should enhance it or create a different one. It should be respectful of the fandom. Um, and again... That's how you are meaningful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, absolutely. You know, definitionally, that is, that is um, meaningful. So I'm, I'm going to ask one more question around, around this kind of area, but I think it broadens out and JF has given us JF has generously given us a framework, actually, for, for thinking about those kind of experiences when it's more tech and, and more changes in media experience. What does a kind of hybrid experience look like right now? So, JF, you talked about the universal content you're creating around the tournament itself, um, for instance, and how does that shift how we engage with fans? Livia, you talked about you know, NFTs, Web3, as well as kind of more traditional VR, AR, Metaverse. Um, what's that looking like? So... To give you an, to give us a jumping off point for that to explore those experiences, you saw the uh, the ABBA uh, voyage oh, tour. Yes, Olivia. ABBA no, voyage. You, you said it was all right. You said it was okay, right? No, you don't say that. Uh, seriously, uh, have you seen ABBA voyage? Anyone here? No. Anyone? No. Okay. You should. If not, you should. Um, I was going there thinking mm, I'm paying to see avatars. Honestly, it was incredible. You had uh, three thousand people dancing, singing, crying. Everyone was crying. ABBA was back. I was here in 1979, the experience you can't see it. And I was really taken away. Mm. And everyone, and now you could see by the sale of a ticket, it's incredible. It, I, I do believe we live in a world that um, uh, my friend David Robinson qualified of fusion reality, where the frontiers of between physical and digital they become blurred a bit. And ABBA is exactly that, you know, you, you are in this world. And um, and I like the idea of moving from one world to another. So by the way, in my opinion, they are both realities world. Mm. If you see them as real reality once, both of them, suddenly it's fantastic. You embrace a new world. Fusion reality? Yes. You, those guys in music like never cease to surprise me. That's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> um, like I think for us, augmented reality will, will have a, a, a big role to play in the future. Um, people are eager to get more data, understand the game in sort of a more instant way. Um, and augmented reality does allow us to do that. Um, so I think as a very practical um, next step, 
that will be the uh, the one alternative yeah. for us. Yeah. Plus, then the whole esport world, but that could be a different podcast. So I think the you've given us such useful guidance and such brilliant thoughts around what that future looks like. The, the one thing that I think was was new for me is Olivia, you really thoughtfully breaking out that idea of fusion reality. Right, I, I intuitively quite like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, JF, I think you've grounded us in this idea of that kind of media experience for a lot of people because they haven't entered this world and they may not, just doesn't really resonate. Uh, many, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think, look, I'm, I'll give you an example. Um, for the World Cup at the end of the year, mm. we've received 23 million ticket requests. Yeah. These guys want to go and see a live event. Yeah. And that's the core. You've got 23 million people that want to go to Qatar, ask for a ticket. What we can bring on top with technology, yes. There, I think we agree with Olivier. And if it's the big M, small M metaverse, that's fine. Um, but yeah, the core is live still. Yeah. Amazing consensus. Well, I fusion think reality. fusion reality. <laughs> I think we should give you a quick round of applause for, for the insight and brilliance Thank and you. articulation today. Thank you so much. Um, we, we, normally, uh, we normally finish the Meaningful Media podcast with a Meaningful Media Fast Five. Great. Okay, so... Um, Let's get going. Olivia, I'm going to come to you first, if that's all okay. right. So, what were you listening to, reading, or watching on the way to camp? Truth is, I was reading this week meetings, preparation notes. Uh, you have to do that. Uh, however, I was listening to a new track called um, Starlight. It's not that new anymore, but from Dave. Yeah. And I'm urging you to listen to it. Okay, good. Noted. What's the media you start and end your day with? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I'm so addicted that uh, they gave me the status of influencer last week. So what's your media, gu media guilty pleasure? TikTok. TikTok, okay. TikTok and especially the construction uh, work uh, videos. Interesting. <laughs> That'd be true. I've kind of got addicted to uh, uh, sort of house building, like wood cabin building videos. Exactly. Or the guy who's cleaning the pools as well. Yes, I love it. Uh, very relaxing. What media do you turn to when you want to get inspired? Well, I work in the music industry, so I would say Spotify, Deezer, yeah. Apple, YouTube. I'm, uh, sorry, I'm careful to mention all of them because we love all of them. Good. Uh, okay, this is the most difficult. You've got one media platform for the rest of your life. That's it, just one. Which is it? Uh, is TV still a media platform? I, we, I think we're going to have to, yeah. Good. So yeah. if it is the case, then yes, definitely TV because anywhere you are in the world... You are at home. Really interesting. So linear TV. Linear okay, TV. gosh, first time we've had that one. Does that exist in the metaverse? <laughs> <laughs> Let's create it. Um, fusion React, but then it's, then it's not linear TV and I, we have to take it away again, you see. So oh, that, that question's so tricky. JF, you ready? I am ready. Okay, so what were you listening to, reading, watching on the way to Cannes? All right, listening to a phenomenal French DJ producer called yeah. Tilassine. Tilassine. If you don't know him, you Check have to him go out. on it. He's phenomenal. And I was reading a biography of Che Guevara because we need some disruptors at the moment. So oh, I, I love it. I love the, uh, I love the films of, of one of the biographers. So what's the media you start and end your day with? French news. Yeah. Um, I live outside, I've lived outside of France for a long time, mm. uh, but I'm passionate about politics. So I'm trying to keep in touch with my country. Uh, news is a very popular choice. Mm -hmm. So what's your media guilty pleasure? My Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. Uh, playlist okay <laughs> um, you'll have to share that um, she's a universal artist uh, <laughs> that was unplanned by the way um, what media do you turn to when you want to get inspired radio 
Yeah. I think radio is um, is an incredible media. The quality of content on radio is is phenomenal, and it doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, two linear linear platforms coming in there. So, most difficult question. You've got one media platform for the rest of your life. That's it. Just one singular. Mm-hmm. Super easy question. Yeah. Spotify. Okay. Cool. Spotify changed my life. Wow. I think access to content, like broad content, music, knowledge, politics, anything, you can get it. And I'm not working for Spotify, but I think it's a phenomenal platform. So a bit of a podcast fan then? Mm, yeah. Well, hopefully, maybe add the Meaningful Media podcast to your rotation. We've got, we've, got, we, we've got fantastic guests on it today. So Fantastic. Listen, thank you very much both for coming on. Give, sure, g- give it up, please, for Olivier and, and JF. They've been thank amazing. You. We're thank lucky you. to have them. Thank you so much thank for coming you. here live. That's the end of our special Can Lion 2022 podcast. A big thanks to our guests for taking the time to join our panel discussion. A huge amount to think of on this important topic. We'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on all things Meaningful Media. You can drop us an email to the following address, podcast at haveasmg.com. That's podcast at haveasmg.com. Please do remember to subscribe and follow the Meaningful Media podcast on your preferred platform so you don't miss any of our episodes. And follow us on our socials, all addresses in the show notes. Join me, Ben Downing, soon for more perspectives on Meaningful Media. In the meantime, wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for joining us for this special Can content. 